The following podcast is brought to you by the Jollers Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjollers.com. From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. watch wrestling ladies and gentlemen it's time to fight listening to independent professional wrestling legend pretty ricky wildy and everybody already knows that Sunday, March 28th, NSW New School Wrestling is releasing their latest iPay-Per-View with the greatest decision they've ever made, putting Young Thunder lifts into the main event. Well, Alexander Del Bruno, I have a warning for you because I have warned you. There better be something good cooking in the kitchen when I get home. Something gourmet, or a steakhouse filet, or a cut still on the bone. Not the usual junk you make, like lasagna or rice and beans. I've told you so many times to raise the bar on what we eat. I warned you, I don't want spaghetti again. I warned you, I don't want spaghetti again. You overcook the noodles, I bet. The sauce is probably just from a jar. No garlic bread for me to dip. So, yeah, that was pretty Ricky Wildy. And he will indeed be facing Alessandro Del Bruno for the New School Wrestling Championship this Sunday, live on iPay-Per-View. I wish I could be a little more definitive, uh, but it looks like that event might be streaming on our website. It's time to fight.ca. Um, and that's this Sunday. So I'm going to put a, a link to uh, to that event, to the event page on Facebook. And you know, keep an eye on it's time to fight.ca. Check that out. Keep an eye on it. And as I said, it looks like that event might be streaming on our website this Sunday. So uh, so be sure to check in on that. Um, back to Pretty Ricky Wildy. As you can tell, uh, young man who you know just thinks outside the box uh, and everything he does. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> doing an interview to uh, to to hype it up to uh, to to send a message out to the champ, Alessandro Del Bruno. And he does it in such an outside-the-box way. Uh, last week, I kind of touched on the people these days who are doing things outside the box. Um, obviously, a lot of us, especially you know here in Ontario, Canada, uh, we don't have a lot of opportunities to exercise our wrestling muscle. Um, you know, I, I I recently just heard, but I haven't really looked into it, that 50 people are now allowed to be indoors together. And if you have 20 wrestlers on a card, you know, that leaves room for 30 in a crowd. That's not exactly a bang-up wrestling show, as I'm sure everybody can agree. Um, so it's, it's, it's still hard just for a lot of people to, to flex those wrestling muscles. 
And these people who are thinking outside the box or doing things to keep themselves in the public eye, to keep themselves relevant, to keep themselves busy, uh, are just amazing, amazing to me. I, I love seeing, you know, these creative people. And, you know, obviously wrestlers are creative by nature. You know, you, you kind of have to be in, in the business. Um, you know, if you want to be super successful, you know, you got to have, uh, you know, a good level of creativity. And, uh, you know, a guy like uh, the Night Train, Justin Sane, who is a local Ontario wrestler, but he's also a personal trainer by day. And he has started putting out uh, training videos of like uh, conditioning training, health training. And if you've ever seen Justin saying, you know, you t well, if he's doing it and he looks like that, maybe this is a guy I should follow. Um, but they're not over, they're not like over the top exercise videos. They're for everyday people to get yourselves in shape, to get yourself stronger and in better condition. And he, he walks you through all the levels and he gives you all the variations and he's keeping himself relevant. He's keeping himself busy and he's keeping himself in the public eye. So on social media, look for Justin Sane, find him and uh, watch those great videos. Uh, another uh, uh, Ontario guy, Brett Michael David, you know, he's, he's doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on his character and he's putting out these, um, these daily videos um, and, you know, funny everyday videos. And he's also putting on, uh, events like Twitch events and you know, really doubling down on himself and just doing amazing stuff. Uh, guys like John Greed, again, another Ontario guy, he's playing video games on Twitch, but again, keeping himself relevant keeping himself in the public eye a uh, little bit of a spoiler dan the dad uh, i say spoiler because he's going to be my guest next week um again he's he's playing videos on twitch he's keeping himself visible he's keeping himself relevant you know he's keeping himself in the in the public eye and you know just all these great things that are coming out um and as i said last week you know i'm working on projects um bootlegged where you know I, t I took a bunch of videos that i have recorded over the years me and my video camera have been to tons of wrestling events and now i'm i'm you know getting my friends together and we're all sitting there watching some wrestling you know shooting the shit watching some wrestling having some fun uh you know in some cases we're having a few drinks and uh and <laughs> really uh really dissecting some of the the the, the wrestling that we're watching um you know, there's there's other things that uh, that you know, just even if they're not really wrestling related, uh, just I'm I'm absolutely amazed, and uh, you know, it's 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 great to see. It's great to see, and I think it's going to allow when things do start getting back to normal. You know, it'll it'll make their characters so much more, uh, you know, expansive and broad and relatable to uh to everybody uh which is one of the biggest things you know like the, these guys who are trying to keep themselves in the public eye these are the guys that when everything does come back you know everybody's gonna still be 
invested in them. So, you know, again, great, great thing. Um, I got uh, Claude Prest on the show today. Now, I know Claude Prest is not a household name. Um, but, you know, you don't have to be a household name to be on this show. You just have to be an interesting character. Um, and Claude is uh, an interesting guy. He's a nice guy. Uh, I hadn't seen him in over 10 years. He is a product of Dave Dalton, who is my mentor. And the reason I wanted to have Claude on, um, I'm pretty sure this is how I'm going to write the description to this podcast, is there are there's promoters out there that they just get a reputation they they get a reputation of you know you don't want to work for them or you know don't don't expect to get paid or get ex, uh, you know expect to get jerked around you know there, there's just promoters out there that have that reputation and then there's wrestlers out there that are just like don't wrestle that guy he's not safe he's not trained he's he's uh, uh you know the term garbage wrestler is mentioned from time to time and you know call a spade a spade claude had his period again i haven't seen him in over 10 years but he did have a period where people considered him a garbage wrestler now from what i understand not just from claude but from other people he 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 as i i used the term before he doubled down on himself and he got ring work and he improved and you know made made something decent out of him but again i haven't seen him in over 10 years as far as the promoter goes um claude is not that promoter but he works for the guy he works for one of those guys and i can say that from personal experience uh he works for a gentleman by the name of getan rouliard who I worked for for a couple shows, and Gatin had a reputation of, you know, of, of being a crooked promoter, of of stealing the gate, of you know, jipping the wrestlers, and I got into a situation where I knew who I was working for, I knew what I was doing, and. I gave Gatan a second chance. He said he wanted a second chance. I said, okay, I'll give you a second chance, but if you go back on to your old ways, don't don't talk to me again. And you know, I I I, I purposely like I tell this story because I those two shows that I did with Gatan, they are upcoming episodes of Bootlegged, of the the web series that I'm doing where we sit down, we watch some wrestling. Um, but I, I mentioned on those videos, uh, like, cause one of the guys that I watch it with says, well, you know, you got, you got screwed or you got sucked in. I did, but I didn't I purposely never got paid by Gatang, not because he didn't offer. He did offer to pay me. He offered to pay me well, but he never paid me. But that's because I wouldn't take anything. He offered me merchandise like he would sell uh, dvds and wrestling merchandise and he says hey take what you want for doing what you do and i wouldn't take it because i never wanted a wrestler to not get paid and then look at me and say well you got paid and because i could say no i didn't but that's by design 
you know, but you know, it did happen. It happened that Gatain. I'm not going to tell you too much. Um, that is kind of a you know a, a dick move on my part, maybe because I want you to watch those episodes of Bootlegged because I explain what happens. Um, but yeah, I. You know, I'm I'm not going to tell you the exact stories of what happens, but it did happen. It uh, you know, unfortunately, it did happen, and now uh, we're probably about I don't know ten years later, maybe close to ten years, and apparently Gatin is back in the business and he's working for Claude, and that's what I talked to Claude about. Him and I discuss, you know, what IWF is is doing, what they're planning. Uh, the problems that they're having because they're running, because of who Gatin is, because of who Claude is. Um, it, it's a weird interview because I, I don't I don't want to offend Claude, so I don't want to come right out and say, you know, you, you guys did this and you guys did this, and I didn't want to attack him. I just wanted to talk to him, say, hey, this is the flack you're taking. How do you respond to it? Uh, we do take some time to, uh, you know, to, to shoot the breeze and, uh, and catch up a little bit, uh, see what he's been up to. Uh, but then, yeah, we, we do get into, um, you know, the, the reputation that him and Gatan and independent wrestling federation, uh, have been, uh, have been collecting. So, uh, I'm not going to waste any more time, guys. This is, uh, this is my interview with, uh, with Claude Prest. And uh, I truly hope you enjoy it. Um, and, you know, just like giving Gitan Rulliard and anybody else a second chance. Give this guy a chance to give Claude Prest a chance to to talk to you and to tell you what's on his mind. Again, rather than sit there and attack him and point your finger at him and say, you, 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 you know, just give him the opportunity. I, I talk to him and, you know, hell, it makes sense to me. It make, I can see his side of the story. So I encourage you guys to uh, to see this, his side of the story too. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is my interview with uh, Claude Press. Can, can uh, I say one more thing? Of course, you can. Okay, I got to plug one million blocks dot com, guys. We are trying to get one million uh, Danish death bricks, L three G O blocks, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna put on the craziest, biggest, dumbest wrestling match in history, and. You can be part of history. Either send us your blocks and we'll sanitize them and bleach them before they're used. Or you can go on one uh, millionblogs.com and there's links to our wish list and you can actually buy some blocks. There's a company called Lucky Doug, which makes really cheap blocks. And uh, we've been getting a bunch of those. I think they should be our sponsor. I think it should be the Lucky Doug deathmatch. But I digress. Go to one millionblogs.com, support this shit. Um, you're going to be part of this match. Like you are part of this fucking match. You send us blocks. I'm putting your name on them. They're going to be in the match. So basically somebody falls on that shit. They get hurt. You hurt them. It's your fault. Come on. Have fun with us. One million blocks.com. All right. Did I unmute myself there? Now I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. How you doing, dude? Not too bad. You Uh, just, let me tell you, I'm doing wonderfully. <laughs> there you are. Uh, I had to get a cigarette out, did you? Yeah, well, just a uh, quick little drag there before uh, <laughs> all not, this. Not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. All right. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're just going to chat for like about a half an hour. And then, yeah, in a couple of weeks, this episode will come out. All right, cool. 
All right. So, what you been up to, dude? <laughs> yeah, just trying to get IWF on the map, but COVID-19 is holding me back. Well, I, our COVID's holding a lot of people back. <laughs> but, uh, all right, let's let's go back uh, quite a ways, like 10, 15 years ago, because you're a Dalton project like I am. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. You, you guess so. Why do you say you guess so? Well, I was at the uh, I was on Dalton's last run, and um, and that's when Dalton I, I I can't speak for Dalton. I can just go by what I saw, right? And I think okay. Dalton didn't care at the end, and so he just basically you know uh, learn how to bump, learn how to lock up, and whatnot. And then uh, I just wind up leaving after a while, and. Uh, Join up with Hickster and Ernie Dodd. Oh, okay. And where was that? Well, uh, Hickster took me under his wing, and I wind up uh, touring Canada with the uh, original CWF. Oh, okay. So was that still in the Ottawa region? No, that was actually all, all the uh, the Indian Reserve and all that, and that was through, uh, went to BC, up north, uh, the territories, all the way to PEI and all that. Yeah, but that was based at, like, you, you were based, or uh, Tim was based out of Ottawa, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tim had his own promotion, too. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're traveling you're traveling Canada with the CWF. Yeah. You're, go, you're going all over. All over, making money. All right. And and so you don't, do, do, you, do you quantify Tim as your trainer, or do you quantify Dave as your trainer? Dave was I, I, my trainer at, and um, Tim was my mentor. He took me under his wing and like one, he called me up one day and he goes, dude, this is not working out for you. Come with me on the road. Okay. Like you'll learn way more on the road with me and Ernie Todd. And I went like, who the hell is Ernie Todd? Yeah. He goes, you'll meet him. Just, I said, oh, I said, all right. I said, when are we leaving? He goes, tomorrow morning. So I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so next day I was in Ottawa, ready to go. And, All right. Uh, because I, I remember when you first got, uh, when you first trained with Dave, then uh, Donnie Burns continued on UWA, and you were like the hardcore champion. You were the hardcore guy for the promotion, right? Yeah, well, uh, Donnie Dangerous and I actually took over UWA together. Okay. Um. I was his uh, silent partner. I was helping him finance uh, UWA because uh, he didn't want to see it go down, right? Yeah. And give Donnie whatever prop uh, I can. Uh, he didn't have the passion for UWA. And so we had a small falling out. I went my way. He went his way. But we uh, had a... You guys had a pretty good run. Yeah, you guys had a pretty good run coming out of that community center. Oh, we had a hell of a run. Yes. So, but you, you were the hardcore champion, but you didn't have a belt. What did you have? We had a, we, uh, it, it's funny because, uh, I was working on a farm and, um, the, we, we had a trash can lid. It was a trash can lid. Somebody asked me the other day, cause we were talking about you and I said he was the hardcore champion. I said, but he didn't have a belt, but what the fuck did he have? I couldn't remember what the fuck he had. And it was a trash can lid. That's right. 
but you had it on a chain around your neck did you not yeah we we put the uh the belt the trash can lid um the farmer i was working for had um one of those very old welder kits so uh we welded uwa on it okay and we yeah i think we had like a chain but and um a strap at the same time so oh it, it was quite the uh quite the artwork <laughs> and how, how long did you and uh, donnie go about like a year a year and a half yeah you know i think we did that about a year a year and a half and i think we uh if i remember well we did a sting with you there when you were running uh triple x yes uh that yeah that was that was oh my god that was years and years and years ago um but yeah we did that we did that one show there um but why did you guys stop because as i said you guys were having pretty good run uh don't really remember too well i was uh, not going through a great spot at that time in my life okay uh donnie was having some uh financial problem he wanted me to uh, he needed some money okay and and he wanted some money and uh, I think this girlfriend that he had at the time, I don't know. I don't remember her name. Uh, she made a, a, a loan and Donnie thinking I was going to give him the money or lend him the money, whatever. And so we had a little falling out and I wind up uh, during that period of time, I was approached by a guy named Max Alexander. Yep. And he wanted to run uh, his promotion out of Rockland. And we wind up going there for uh for a bit and I think it was a bit of jealousy with uh, Don Burns and uh, Max Alexander. So, and we had a falling out. Oh, okay. So at what point do you hook up with Tim? How did you hook up with Tim? Actually, uh, I hooked up with Tim uh, <laughs> while I was training. Oh, okay. Cause that's and, cause Tim the was, hickster Tim, was, or, Tim or the hickster was the very first guy that I ever met when I went to the original Battleground Academy, or not the original, my original Battleground Academy. Tim was the first guy. He was standing up front, and he just looked at me. And I think because, you know, being a bigger guy, he was like, are you here to wrestle? And I'm like, well, I wish. Uh, But I explained to him that I was a writer, and he's like, oh, cool. So Tim was like the first guy I ever met. So, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to Tim as well. So you met Tim while you were training. Yeah, and uh, Tim said to me from the start, he goes, this is not the place for you. He goes, he does not care anymore. He doesn't have it. And Tim was trying to help me out. He would show up as much as he can to try to help me out. And he was seeing guys like uh, Chaz Lovely and uh, Midnight and um, the Rush. And a lot of those guys were just like purposely hurting me or uh, stuff like that. And and Hickster didn't take a very liking to that. Yeah. So, so why are why like, are these guys trying to hurt you? I wasn't part of their clique. Oh, okay. You know, and and, and Chris is Chaz Lovely. He he uh he was the golden boy, you know, in his mind. And and he was the guy that uh he ran the clique. He he was you know the the the, the leader, I guess, and I wasn't sucking up to any of them, so I got it. All right, so Tim uh, tells you, okay, dude, this is not where you belong. Uh, you you, you got to get out of here. Dave doesn't care anymore. When's the last time you talked to Dave? 
probably when last you left Battleground. Or... To... Last time I actually spoke to Dave, I think we were doing that show in Alexandria, or no, not Alexandria, Winchester. Okay. And I was wrestling Chuck, and I did a thing with uh, A1. And that was literally the last time I saw Dalton. And he, uh, for the last thing he says to me, he goes, I'll be in the back drinking. And it was because there was a party in the back. And uh, Dalton and uh, Donnie Dangerous and all of them just wind up in the back. And uh, the show had no no leader, no no boss, no nothing. Was this a UWA I, show? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. Tim, so Tim pulls you away from this and you said that Tim had his own promotion. So did you start there or, or you, or you said that you started tra like traveling right away? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did work for uh, Tim's promotion a few times, but um, when Tim was running uh, PCW, I was working on the farm. Okay. And it was pretty hard at that time for me to just uh, not milk the cows, you know, or something and just, go straight to uh to wrestling and um so I, I would tell tim listen if i got the night off i'll swing by and i think i did about like three four shows for uh for tim okay all yeah. right so you you travel around canada um who, who are some of the guys you're working with as you're going around canada oh we had um nick kenny he's wrestling uh he used to wrestle under uh, nick cage okay uh, Johnny Jack Spade. Um, I'm trying to think who else was there. Uh, Sabrina Kyle was there for that one sting. Uh, Holly Hatchet was there for that one round two. So it was mostly. Uh, uh, and is this or is Danny this Lincoln? Okay. Danny Lincoln. Danny Lincoln. Is, uh, is, is this Ernie Todd that's running this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. How, how long do you how long are you doing the tours oh the, i think the shortest tour was about a month and i think the longest was about two months and a half three months okay and how long yeah. how long do you keep going like at what like have you been wrestling consistently or was there kind of like a break in it somewhere well when we were on the road we'd be probably be wrestling like sometimes three four times a week yeah and then we'd be on the road and some, uh, sometime we'd be wrestling five days a week and be on the road for two. Okay. All right. So then like, cause now you're not in the auto region, you're in the Niagara region. And I didn't know that. I did not know that till recently when somebody said that you were working with Gatin and I'm just like, but Gatin is from here. And they're like, oh yeah, clothes here. And I'm like, no, oh, I'm still an Embrum. Oh, you're still an Embrum. I'm still an Embrum. But I thought you were working here in Niagara. I, I, I'm. Uh, you work. I, okay, you work from a distance with Gatang. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I'm the, the. I'm his booker, matchmaker, and everything else in the. In the business. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Now things are starting to okay, because. Yeah, because somebody said like, no, no, Claude's still down here, and no, no, he lives up here. No, no, he's down there, and like, somebody told me you lived in Dunville, and I'm just like, well, <laughs> like what the fuck. Oh, but like that, if I would have been in the area, you know, I probably would have caught up for a beer. In, in, during well, that you, I thought so, like it, because uh, mostly when people come down to this area, they at least look me up and say, "Hey, you want to get together for a beer or something?" And I'm just like, "Really? This this crackhead's been around here for this long?" And it, fuck. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So, have you 
have you been wrestling consistently for the past like 10 years? Yeah, I wrestled literally for 10 years. I even ran my own shows. Okay. Out of and, Enbrin or where out of where? Oh, uh, Castleman and Rockland. Okay. I mean, I've been staying like in my side, you know, and I've been booking guys like uh, out of Toronto and I book guys out of Montreal. Um, that's basically just what I've been doing. So, uh, okay. Like but, guys, guys like who, who are you getting out of Toronto? Who are you getting out of Montreal? Uh, out of Montreal was a couple of carloads. And I think Matt Garrett brought two of them. I, and I know Matt Garrett was from Toronto, but he uh, hooked me up with a couple of guys out of Montreal. And so did, uh, Max Alexander. Um, but out of Toronto air, Niagara area, I always brought down the moon dogs. Oh, okay. Um, big like fan moon. of, uh, moon dog buddy and rusty. Um, okay. I brought, I brought down a couple of times. I brought down that Steve Brown. Um, I always, always brought down that Tommy power. Okay. Um, I've always loved his work and, uh, oh boy, who else did I bring down? Tomar Shalong. Yeah. So yeah, what, what, like, what do you still have this promotion or is it gone? Oh no, those are all gone. Those are just, uh, shows I was running. Oh, okay. Under what name? Running wasn't really a fad you know oh okay it was just run shows just running shows everybody has bought to work all right so let's just get to it here because i know there's been a little heat let's say a little problem that you, you put out a video a week or two ago and you, you were saying that you know we're and you're referring to Gatain, who, okay, there's been lots of stories about Gatain. This is not going to be a chat about Gatain. Um, because I used to work for Gatain. So we're not going to talk about that. But how do you how do you hook up with Gatain? Let's say first, how do you hook up with Gatain? Actually, he messaged me. Okay. Um, somebody referred him. Uh referred me to him and he got a hold of me and uh, started chit-chatting and told me his past, you know, everything, you know, um, and uh, who he worked with and all that, who trained him and all that. And I was like, all right, well, that's, you know. And okay. uh, Now, I, I know I said we're not going to talk about Gatane, but tell me because he's, again, I don't want this to be kicking Gatane because there's been enough people who do that. But Gatan has told stories about his past. What just the small, short version? What to you is his past? Mistakes happen. You know, he was in a bad place and um, in his life, and he made a mistake. That's that's how I see it. Okay, you know? that's, and, and that's all I wanted. That's all. As I said, short version, Reader's Digest version. That's it. So. You hook up with Gatain. Now we get to IWF is is running, and as I said recently, you recorded a video talking about how you're a real promotion. You're using real wrestlers. So where is this coming from? Like who is attacking you that causes you to to create this video? Actually, nobody. Like uh, the, the the reason these videos are out. It's basically, listen, we're out, we're number one, and we're going to prove why we're number one. I've, uh, the attacks were made because of my 
personal heat with uh, Chris Thorne. Okay, and, and where does that come from? Where does your heat with Chris Thorne come from? Because again, well, and, if you're still in that area, Chris Thorne is a Niagara guy. How how is their heat from nine hours away? Oh, the, the, the uh, when Thorne took over um, CWF. Okay, did he take uh, it over from Ernie Todd? Yeah, he bought the company off Ernie Todd. I did not know that. Okay, go ahead. So and um, I got a hold of he got a hold of me. I returned his call. Yada yada. So I wound up on this tour, and uh, we're about three days on the road. And we finally get to the reserves and we have already talked about pay wise. He was going to pay me every, uh, after every show. Okay. So, and, and he wasn't giving me much. He was giving me 50 bucks a show. Okay. And now is and that $50 plus accommodation? Yeah. Or is that just $50, $50 plus accommodation? Okay. Yeah. And right. so the first, uh, the first half of the show, I, I wrestled Quan Chang. And um, so intermission arrived, and my fl- my posters, my my merch was flying. Okay. And that was a no no. I I was told by several people like whatever you do, don't don't try to push too much your merch because they're gonna get pissed off. Who's so, gonna get pissed and off? I, I, uh, Chris Thorne and his sons. Why? Why would they be getting pissed off that you're selling merch? Oh, because I'm overselling them, and I was. Uh, being pretty freaking the first half you know like my stuff was fine okay and you can't oversell jesse bieber because if you do he gets pissed off okay. and he gets his feelings hurt so um thorn told me he literally had nothing for me for after our mission so i'm i'm flying my my merch is selling out like cupcakes i'm doing pretty freaking good all suddenly he comes to me and he goes oh i decided i'm gonna turn you heel Okay. And my character at the time was the Jim Bob. Oh, okay. An, origi- an original Dalton classic. Okay. And uh, me and Hickster, when we were on the road, we always like uh, sold out our shit because, you know, ca- uh, that character was working very well on the reserves. And well, okay. Also- now, I, I have to ask when you're coming out as the Jim Bob, are you coming out to thank God I'm a country boy? <laughs> uh he didn't have it the only thing that oh, okay. uh he had chris thorne had was some sort of um guard brook little bitty i think he had there whatever that song is oh okay because i and... remember when tim used to come out to that like tim hadn't even come through the curtain but you know you get those first chords and everybody's just like fucking a you know and yeah. they're just and they're clapping and they're stomping and tim hasn't even come through the curtain yet and then now, luckily, Tim, very charismatic guy, comes out and, you know, he's got the charisma, so it just adds to it. But, yeah, as soon as, like, as soon as that song plays, you've, you know, it's, it's kind of a gimme. It's kind of like, you know, like, it's already got them warmed up. It's like a fluffer to, like, a prostitute. It's just like, yeah. So yeah. that's why I wanted to ask, were you coming out to uh, Thank God I'm a Country Boy? <laughs> well, actually, for Ernie Todd, we had that. And then, and, 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 uh, the people love that character, and especially um, when I was on the road, Ernie Todd, Ernie Todd's like, whatever you do, don't speak and act like the runt, like Spike Dudley used to do. You know, about, uh, you know, and, yeah. and, and 
and do all that facial expression and, and not be able to talk. And so I was doing that. So the character was way over than Jesse Bieber sitting there with a guitar trying to impersonate Justin Bieber. Okay. And uh, so all suddenly I'm turning heel. And when I turned heel, there was not even a, like you could hear the cricket. Yeah. And, and literally I could hear the freaking cricket going like, what the fuck just happened? Okay. You know, and nobody bought into it. And so after the show, I went to Thorne. I said, hey, uh, don't forget, you got to pay me. He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, come to the, uh, come where we're staying. We had these little, in on the Indian Reserve, these little shacks we were on. So I knocked on his door and his, uh, his son was like, oh, he fell asleep. I said, all right, well, I'll talk to him tomorrow. And the next day, like, he literally, I, he was nowhere to be found. Okay. Um, so at the show, uh, he be, he killed my character. Like, I, I came out, nobody cared. Uh, merch that night, I didn't even sell one picture. Yeah. So, and so I went to Thorne and said, okay, well, you owe me a hundred bucks for two days of page. And he goes, oh, he goes, well, uh, we're going to pay you at the end of the tour. Okay. So all suddenly the agreement we had just went like down south. So, uh, the next morning I was on a flight back home. Okay. So they you did. left. Yeah. Okay. So, so just so I, just to clarify, Chris didn't say get, get out. You said, if you're not going to pay me, fuck you. I'm leaving. Yeah. Okay. Just, I just want to clarify that. Okay. So, and have you had contact with Chris Thorne since? Uh, I never, I didn't have anything direct with him. Okay. All I got was comment from his students. Okay. And now, what do you, what do you students. mean? Now, what do you mean? What kind of comments? Oh, that, uh, Thor never saw me. He was going to put, uh, he wants my head on the silver platter or, or uh, five or step foot in uh, St. Catherine. He, they were going to beat him and his sons. They were going to beat the crap out of me and stuff like that. And I've been hearing that for what, about fucking five, six years, whatever it is. Okay. So, so this but, is, uh, this is something that's been going on for five, six years. Yeah. Probably give or take, you know, six, yeah. seven years. You know, but, uh, it's just really even more than that because I was with Natasha. So yeah, about, uh, eight years because, uh, the girl I was with at the time is the one that, uh, she had a credit card, so she's the one that put all the plane tickets and all that on the bill. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, so <laughs> it's always uh, good to have a girl like that. <laughs> yes, they don't make too many of those. No, they don't make too many of those. But when you find one, hold on to them. Yeah, I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to look for another. <laughs> one. All right, so you have the falling out with Chris. Now you seem to have something with HPW. I don't know if that's a rip impact thing or yeah, it's a rip impact. Okay, so me, I, I've told this Rip Impact story before. I, I think Rip is like a really nice guy, really, you know, very quiet guy. And I've told the story where him and I were driving to a Ring of Honor show and as and like the traffic is just fucking nuts. And we're like, it's just slow. And we're just like, God damn it. Like, we got to get to the show. We got to get to the show. We got to get to the show. And all of a sudden, Rip Impact next to me goes, oh, fucking traffic. And I'm like, I looked at him and I'm like, did you just say fuck? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, Rip Impact just said fuck. Because <laughs> you, you, he's like the type of guy you wouldn't expect that out of. So it's a Rip Impact thing. Why is it a Rip Impact thing? What happened between you and Rip Impact? Actually, you know, uh, Rip Impact is not him personally. It's 
his teaching. It's what his school is. And how so? What do you mean by that? Well, it's the fact that he's taking like kids in this school and like I'm not criticizing his wrestling school, his skills, but he shouldn't be teaching. He's one of those guys that shouldn't be teaching. And uh, it's just you don't take kids, parents' money and just bring your kids in the ring and, and, and you know, teach them how to work. Because the fact is, is their body's not fully grown and they can do spine damage very fast. Okay. And uh, to me, a lot of his students that came out that I fucked, I was like, where the hell did you guys learn how to work? Like, that was terrible matches. Okay. And they're like, oh, we're an impact. What kind of, what kind, who are we talking about here that you're bringing out? Uh, Steve Brown was not bad. I don't want to bash Steve because he wasn't that bad. Uh, there was a, trying to remember that guy's name. Anyways, he blocked me not too long ago on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> I know these are, uh, there's, these are rip impact guys. Yeah. And um, recently, uh, this punk there, I think his name wrestling name is Austin Jennings, you know, and uh, he would send me this stuff. And I was like, dude, man, you can't work. Like, slow down. Don't rush your stuff. No, like, take your time. And he was just freaking going. And I was like, God damn it. Like, this, the, we're not out to hurt anybody, you know, in this business, right? We're all yeah. out trying to, to make a living and enjoy our business. But it's just like, you know, it, those guys are not the best workers. And, okay. and like recently, like, uh, I, I, I've been contacting guys from the States and all that. And even, uh, one of the wrestlers that I contacted and he's like, uh, Oh, St. Catherine goes, Oh, so you're uh, one of Riff Infects, uh, I'm like, no. He goes, oh, good, because I don't work for that guy. Because he takes kids in the ring. Okay. And it pisses a lot of people off. All right. Well, well, by kids, how old are you talking? Because I've never been to his school. Like, I know Rip, but I've never been to his school. Like, how old are these kids we're talking? Okay, I don't know. Why Why can't I hear you? You muted yourself, dude. There you go. There you go. All right, how old are we talking with these kids? Preteens. Preteens. Oh, okay. That is that is quite young, actually. <laughs> All right. So but if you look, if you look at his website, and if you look at uh, Chris Thorne's website, they have, and it is advertising. You know that they will train kids and and all that, and uh, it's just an. And I got nothing. You know, I I, I have a brother that's handicapped and all that. Uh, it's just. Uh, they're, they're going to take people with uh, severe disability and put them in the ring. It's like, what are you doing? Okay. You know, I was like, why are you taking somebody with Down syndrome? If, if somebody with Down syndrome hit their head the wrong way, yeah, they're finished. It's like, why would you take somebody with that much liability yeah. and put them in the ring and, and, and even go to the forest kicking them with a super kick or yeah. teaching them how to bump or anything? Like, stuff like that is just... I know those guys got to make money, you know, to keep their shit going. Yeah. But there's limits, you know, and I and I understand not everybody wants to be a wrestler, can't afford it, so we'll, we'll take whatever that's got money. But there is limits. Yeah. All right. So you, you have the issue with Chris Thorne. You have the issue with Rip Impact. Um, where, where does – because it sounds like you're being attacked about using, like, untrained, not paying the wrestlers. Where does that come from? Who's accusing you of doing this? 
I don't know who's accusing me of unpaying my talent. Uh, or is this, or is uh, this untrained. because, because you're on the tails of Gatin, who does have a reputation again, I'm not shitting on the guy, but he does have a reputation. So are you kind of uh, answering for his reputation? No, it's what happened was happening to, uh, Gatin and I'm his last shows. And I had, and I spoke to a couple guys that were on his last shows. Right? And they all got paid. Every okay. single person, even the people that should not have got paid, got paid. Okay. Um, there's the untrained talent that was there. And all three of them have admittedly to me that they lied about being trained. Okay. And Thomas York, Scully, and Jay, they, all three of them said that to Gaytan that they were trained and everything. Okay. That they wrestled for, uh, was it, bare knuckle? Oh, bust! I guess knuckle. that's over there. Bust a so, knuckle, yeah, in, in Niagara Falls. So they they said that they uh, that they wrestled for him basically last minute. So they uh, then didn't really have time, you know, to go out and verify. And how can you verify if a promotion is when it's dead, right? Yeah. So um, Roy the Merchant was there, and um, Roy the Merchant, you know, was like, no, these these guys aren't trained because he brought them in the ring and. Uh, so uh, Roy, from the story I understand from both Roy and Gaitan, is they uh, it was said, "Fuck it, let's just throw them in battle royal, get them thrown out first. Okay. So that was the uh, the quote unquote the untrained uh, talent uh, story, and I got it from both sides. Okay. So from the the promoter and the guy that was renting the ring and the talent, those untrained talent, uh, they. The three of them admitted that they lied about uh, being trained trained. and everything. Okay. So did somebody attack you or Gatan and say you're using untrained talent? Yeah, several people did. Okay. Several people did. And and I was like, well, if they're capable of attacking us, which (sighs) Gatan and Roy both should have told those three guys that lied about being trained after they realized they weren't being trained, you know, go home and, and come back and buy a ticket, you know, and then enjoy the show. Yeah. Uh, but they said, screw it. You know, they're here and, you know, they, they help set up with everything. So we might as well, you know, try to give them something. Yeah. And, we, but the, uh, a lot of people from, uh, Hamilton area and, and uh, uh, fucking St. Catherine, yeah, they they love throwing yeah. that. They they love throwing that, right? And then uh, they love throwing Gaitan's past, especially in his face, and uh, to whoever will listen. Okay, you know it's like to me what happened twenty years ago, fifteen twenty years ago. It, it's over, you know. Yeah, and I I'm one guy that believes firm believer, and everybody should get a second chance. And and to we were right, we were supposed to run two shows. We had the venues booked. We had everything booked. And that was during summer time around there. But we're right at when COVID started. Yeah. And public health office showed up at his door and my door. And they're like, no, this ain't happening. You know, you guys can't run. Yeah. And we had the shows. We had everything booked. And just to show, you know, like I did my work, you know, I, I had the talent book, had the card written, everything. I had, I did my job, right? And uh, Gaitan's like, no, you did your work. 
he goes, send me your address. So I send him my address, right? And I get three, four days after I get in the mail was a check. Okay. All right. And, and I said, it wasn't a small check either. Yeah. Right. It was in the hundreds and I cashed it in. It did not bounce or nothing. And okay. he's like, no, he goes, you did your work. You're getting paid. Okay. You know, and that's why to me, it's okay. The guy is legit. Yes. He has a path, but now he wants it. Okay. He wants to correct his past. He wants to do all that. And, and that's why to me, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to give him, you know, that chance. And just as much as I gave everybody else that came in, you know, to me and says, Oh, I, you know, I like a second chance. And I think Kate Dan really wants it and, and we can make it. All right. So this might, cause you told, you told me when we last uh, were typing with each other, you said you had a blockbuster. That, so that might tie into what I'm about to ask you. What is the plan right now for IWF? Well, plan right now for IWF is uh, actually pretty good. Um, what you're going to see on the IWF roster, right? And if you go on our page, I think I send you an invite. Uh, I believe all, you did, yes. I, it's all American wrestlers. Okay. Right? Nothing but the best. And for the past about two weeks, I've been uh, – on the phone with a lot of promotions in the States and uh, met a guy through Facebook and everything. And IWF is going to be going in the States. Oh, okay. And awesome. I've made, and I made several contacts in the UK and we'll be going to the UK as well. All right. And is this, this is the blockbuster. That's the blockbuster. That's, That's the blockbuster. We're, we're going international with IWF. Yes. Awesome. Yes. That is I, wonderful. We, you know, we got, we, Yes, we all passionate about wrestling, but we all want to make money too, right? Oh, of and, course. You know, we can't just stay in St. Catharines and Dunville, you know, and make a few few hundred bucks when we can go everywhere and make more. Exactly. No, and all right, Claude. I, I want to thank you for doing this, but I want to thank you especially because I know there's some people who they shit on you. I know they I know they shit on you. Um, but you, you had the guts. And you had the willingness to come on here and address it. And I commend anyone that does that. So I want to thank you very much for doing that. Well, thanks for having me. All right. You take care of yourself and you and I will probably run into each other at some point. Oh, for sure. All right. You take care of yourself, man. All right. All right. Bye now. All right. So thank you again to uh, Claude Prest for coming onto the show. So you, you see what I mean? You see what I'm talking about when I say, you know, he he truly believes that this is, uh, you know, the, 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 let's make a go of this venture. And he understands that uh, Gatan had his problems and, you know, Gatan wants to uh, to make right. He wants to uh, make good. And everybody deserves that opportunity. You know, he Gatan used, used up his second second chance with me. Uh, now Claude, you know, Hey, good on him. He's, he's helping Gatan take another shot at this. Um, you know, but everybody, you know, draw your own conclusion. You know, if, if what Claude said resonates with you, then great. Do I have my doubts? Yes. Uh, do, do I, am I still a little skeptical? Yes. But that's because, you know, I, I, I was there when, uh, when the burning happened again. Uh, so I, 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 
you know, maybe just once burned, twice shy. I don't know if that's if that per- if that pertains here, but um, yeah, I'm, I I was thinking, hey, you know, I'll go down and I'll uh, I'll, I'll check out the show because they got they do have a show coming up, and uh, I thought, well, I'll, I'll go check it out and I'll see you know how things are, how things are going. But I, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to or not. I don't know if I want to put my money into a kitty that. Uh, you know, might not make it to the wrestlers, or make it to the to the venue, or make it to the to the people that are renting the ring and such. Uh, so yeah, I, I leave it to you guys to make your own decision. But uh, you know, there's two things that I like doing on this show. I like giving, I like I, I like producing things that maybe not everybody is talking about. Let's let's talk about something different than uh, what everybody else is talking about. But at the same time. And it comes from my journalism background. Everybody has the chance or everybody deserves the opportunity to tell their side of the story. Uh, Claude, as I mentioned, and as we talked about during the interview, he's been taking, you know, some he's been taking some shots, shots fired from people around Ontario. Uh, you know, and he's taking them himself and he's taking it on behalf of uh, on behalf of Gatin. Uh, which, you know, you got to give the guy a little bit of credit that he's not backing down. He's not shying away from this. You know, you got to give him that. But, uh, you know, it's just sometimes, especially in wrestling, uh, people just, they see, they fire. They see, they fire. They see, they fire. They don't, you know, let's let's ask questions and then shoot later. They, they just shoot, shoot, shoot. And, uh, you know, Again, it's from my uh, from my journalism background. Everybody deserves the opportunity to tell their side of the story, whether I agree with it, whether I disagree with it, whether I'm on the fence. Uh, you know, you just everybody deserves their opportunity. I once I once interviewed a uh, a pro life uh, a, a, a pro life uh, supporter. I can't think of the word right now. It's a little late at night, um, but I I myself am not pro life. I'm I'm not I'm not, you know, pro choice. I'm on the fence, but I would not identify I don't think as pro life, like hardcore pro life. Um, but still, you know, the the gentleman had his uh had the right to tell his side of the story. I know I'm kind of venturing off here. Maybe I'm getting a little too serious. Maybe you guys are just sitting there going, "Okay, Matt, I'm hitting the stop button cuz it's getting really really dark." So before it gets too dark, uh as I said earlier, Dan, the dad, is going to be on the show next week. Had a great talk with him. Uh, I look forward to uh, to presenting that to you guys. And uh, as I mentioned also earlier, be sure to uh, to check out New School Wrestling's uh, Make Them Wait. It is a live iPay-Per-View this Sunday streaming, I believe, I hope, on itstimetofight.ca. Uh, but yeah, I will leave a link to that event page so you guys can follow it, so you guys can uh, can see it. Thank you again for clicking on that play button. I appreciate every single time that play button gets a click. And once again, as always, Isaac, I love you, buddy. I love it too.